employees come in cycles and your business also involves in cycles. And, right. And so, yeah, it is, it is a, like a, it does, uh, does it hurt a little bit? It doesn't, uh, I wouldn't say hurt, but it is like, it like gets to me a little bit because I, I like really love the people on my team right? and they are so good, but I know that. Well, hello. How would you like to win a hundred dollars? My ladies and gentlemen, my boys and girls, my beautiful folk queens and folk kings. That's right. My name is Jonathan Garano and welcome to another episode of Spill the Pho. And yes, I am starting off uh, this by saying before we jump on, before we bring on the wonderful guest today, how would you love to win a hundred dollar Amazon gift card. All you have to do is go to you know Apple Podcast, leave a five star review for Spill the Fa, take a screenshot, send in the DMs on Instagram, Spill the Fa, the review, and you'll be put into a little lottery, and I will pick five random people, and you will get a hundred dollar Amazon gift card. You have before September fifth, two thousand twenty, to do so. Anyway. Today's guest, I'm really excited. He's one of my best friends. His name is uh, Markian Benamu. If you don't know him, I don't. what are you doing with your life, okay? He has around 7 million Facebook followers. He generates over 250 million views per month because of it. Um, he has a YouTube channel that's close to a million, and he's generating millions of views um, there as well. And regardless of all of that, I mean, you'll see what he does. You'll see what he stands for. You have to understand that he's one of my best friends. And he is someone that when I think of him, I slowly begin to tear up a little bit because he has, we've just been there for each other on our lowest lows and our highest of highs. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Uh, Though we recorded this back in January of 2020 and a lot of things have changed since then, I will say, that our relationship hasn't. In fact, over the last eight months, our relationship has even gotten stronger. So uh, with that said, here is Markian B. Dude, I love your beard, by the way. Thank you. You know, um, I saw on Instagram that, okay, this is how I know that your beard movement is happening really well in your life. (laughs) Okay. Is the fact that I was looking at your Instagram and you have one with your beard and it has at least the most views out of any other Instagram. 343,000 views compared to your last two videos that don't have your beard. How do you see the views? Views are hidden. Oh, they're hidden for you right now? Yeah. No, bro, look. Have you not... Up- you haven't updated your Instagram. I should update it? Well, no, because unless you... Views are hidden now. Likes and views are hidden on Instagram. What? No, not for me. Okay, I see well, that. I mean, is I that wish, good for me? I, I mean, for my mental health, it's bad. But is it is it something that you wish you had? Yeah, is it? Yeah, because Why? now I have to like click view insights because all I see is the number of comments. I can probably click view insights, but then it's just an extra step. So, wow. So how many views did it have? Okay, it has three hundred twenty-eight thousand oh, nice. views. I mean, I saw a thousand comments, which is more than usual. Yeah. So, so I mean, wait, do you miss the like to the li- looking yeah. at the likes as a creator? Yeah. Why? Because it's a it's a sign of performance. It's a metric. It's an important metric. And now I can't see that, especially with others. I want to, you know, it's a great way to check whether like other people's followers are fake or not. <laughs> that like is how, true. How engaged their audience is. Yeah. Like that one. That's one thing that I do look at if if someone is fake or not. I mean, they, there's this one guy. He has 
what, 245,000 Instagram followers, and he's only getting like 100 likes. And I'm like, bro. Well, now you, now you wouldn't know that anymore. Well, unless, so now if I'm doing a brand deal with a p- potential partner, I'd yeah. be like, yo, can I see your insights? Right. Yeah. Which, well, it's an extra step. But now the only thing we can look, kind of look at is comments. You can still see a number of comments. So that's a way to like measure your engagement at least. Yeah. So if some brand goes, hey, is your account real or not? Then you can say, hey, look, look at the fucking comments. It's amazing. But dude, you should be very happy. That's 320. Your I last know. video has like 97,000 views. I didn't know that either. <laughs> Man, I wish that I don't have comments and likes because, um, I mean, sorry, the likes and the views because, you know, maybe... Maybe to my, my mental health. I mean, health issue. I'm sure as as a as a personal thing, it's probably good that they did that and that they removed likes. But this is your business, so this is what right. Matters. That's why I I care about it. Yeah, yeah. This makes a lot of sense. I yeah. like that. You know, one of the things. Okay, so I want to make it very clear. Okay. So we've been talking about this a lot. Is that I've realized that I've been in LA for like a year, but we've known each other. No, I'm sorry, a year and two months, but we've we've known each other for like what since 2016, so almost four years, and I realize you're literally like my best friend. Ah, oh. yeah, well, especially in LA. And so the question is, though, this is like one thing that, I mean, we'll get to other stuff, but one yeah. thing before is since you have millions and millions of views, millions of followers on Facebook. 700,000 right now on Instagram. Probably when people start listening to this, you'll have like a million on Instagram. Um, do you ever think like like less of me? Does that make sense? Um, the answer is no. Like there's the number of followers that has like no impact on how I view other people, especially if it's like my followers. Right. You know, that. so that's not at all. I think that's just... Um, I separate business and personal life a lot. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm sure, let's say influencers who do care about their status a lot are probably mix those a lot. So for me, it's 700k or seven million followers is just just a number. It's just another metric. So, but you're like an entrepreneur, like with a mindset, right? So like, would you ever do you ever feel like, oh my god, this friend or this is me? isn't pushing himself enough because he only has like 5,000 Instagram followers. Whereas like I have 700,000. No, I'm now that well, I'm putting you on the spot. I'm sorry no, on this podcast, no, but like that's something that I do worry about. I'm just, well, no, curious. I like it. This is fun. This yeah. is interesting combo. Um, like I said, business and personal is different now. However, let's say we were partners and we were growing this company together and now I'm like working a lot and getting success and you're not, then yeah, Maybe that would be different, mm. but that's not the case because we're friends. Well, I'm so glad, first off, that I don't work with you. Yeah. <laughs> well, case. no, it's, it's no. not. A, no, yeah, it's not about that. What is it about? No, I'm saying if we were like, I get like it. If building we, something together, right. it's a whole other scenario, hypothetical scenario. So what 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 engages you with like the personal life? Like what attracts you? Um, like how do you how do you know who to bring into your life? Because I don't know about you, but there's like. The, the like the stereotype that as you get bigger, more yeah. people want to become like your friends or your significant other or a partner or whatever. How do you know now that like who do you bring in your, yeah, your yeah. circle now? Well, firstly, I, I I love the level of fame that I have because nobody knows who I am, especially in LA or like in the US. I have a very global audience, right. um, so internationally. It's very spread out, so it's not they're not all condensed, concentrated into one country. So when I go around the, walking in the streets, I don't feel self-conscious because I know that nobody like 
is like stopping and looking at me because they don't know who I am. Right. Obviously, I do meet fans in the streets, and that happens always great. So I love. That's why I'm saying I love how I'm that level of fame. However, I don't know how it'll be when maybe I am more famous and everyone knows me. I know that I probably will not change like as a person. But to answer your question about how how do I bring people in, um, I feel like I have a good intuition. Okay. I I feel like my kind of criteria is good vibes. Good vibes. Yeah, my friends are generally always positive. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's a big one. Positive. Positive, like kind, happy energy. Sure, exactly. Yeah, fun to be around with. No, no complainers. No complainers. Do I complain sometimes? No, no, you don't yes. really complain. Yes, but even then, there's a difference between complaining by by saying like something is hard and like going through a struggle, and then complaining, just whining for no reason. You know, right? It's a mindset thing. People are different mindsets. I mean. That's like, okay, so, wow, there's a lot of things right there that can back. Well, first off, selfishly and egotistically and narcissistically, right? Yeah. Um, I think the, the thing that I have is I just, like, I don't mean to open up right away. I just hope that hopefully you know that in the beginning of our relationship and as we go forward, my biggest fear, my biggest fucking fear, Markion, in life is, like, because I am not big enough, at least socially, even mm-hmm. though you are, and that's something that I'm pursuing. Like, if I was, like, a lawyer or whatever, that's fucking different, right? But I'm kind of in the same business as you as well. I'm, like, a consultant for brands and YouTubers, but also I want to get more in front of the camera that you don't think that I'm ever using you for anything. And that's, like, my biggest fucking worry in life because I feel like since I'm not big, but I'm, like, being nice to you, which I've always been regardless... But it's like, or if I wanted to collaborate or whatever, I'm like, fuck, wait a second. Like, you know what I mean? Like, is that, yeah. a le- that's a legitimate, uh, like. Of course that is. But I think you're, you're not understanding that your business doesn't define my like image of you as a friend. Hmm. Like however you're doing in business doesn't change who you are as a person, your personality, you know, they're, they're just completely separate. So yeah, that is a, a rational fear if you want to network with people. And you just don't have that status. Like I was at starting out with 100 subscribers. I couldn't just reach out to all the creators that I know now. But now that I've built that reputation, that status, it's a biz- like in the business world, then I'm able to have those, those opportunities. So yes, on the business side, but as a person and as like a friend, that business doesn't define that. What would, what, would, what would be like a level of friendship or something that you would go, whoa, Jonathan, I can't believe you did that. Like what would be... Like, what would be a situation? I don't know why I'm throwing this out. I don't even know why this is in, but this is in my head. But I mean, like, as long as you stay being Jonathan, we're, we'll be friends. All right, good. High five. Anytime you, I don't know, aren't Jonathan or, I don't know, change, like, become, like, another person with different values. I don't know. Like, but that's, what, what, that doesn't just change. That's that's who you are as a person. Those are your values. So That's true. I mean, I don't want to get into, like, what is Jonathan so we won't go there, but... Something that you said like earlier where you talk about like good vibes and you're talking about like kindness in, in one way. Um, there's something so interesting about the reason why I love your brand a lot. I don't, I don't know if it's the right, but that's the right word. Let's say brand. Let's say mission. Yeah. Um, first, there's like two parts to this. The first part before we get there is like I feel the, a lot of the reasons why creators don't – struggling creators that are going up there trying to succeed, the reason why – they don't succeed is because they don't have some sort of like mission or why, you know, kind of like the foundation of what they're fucking doing and for, for what reason. And um, mm-hmm. I love your mission. But can 
can you explain what your mission is mm-hmm. and how and like how was it structured? It's all about making people smile. Okay. That's that's what we focus on with all of our content. That's what the mission is: is to make people smile, to spread positivity in the world. Um, I think I think I read as an article that this the the ratio of negative to positive stories on social media is like fifty to one. Wow! And and just being positive is just such a needed like and core part of of who we are as humans, like kindness, mm-hmm. you know, kindness comes from everyone around the world, no matter what your background, age, beliefs are. And so, um, I just really enjoy being able to like spread that positivity. It's really in line with who I am as a person. Um, so, but how do you spread positivity with your content? So your content is very like sketch oriented, right? Mm-hmm. So how does that relate to positivity instead of like, Oh, I'm going to take a pie and hit someone's face with it. And then everyone laughs. Yeah. Like what's the big difference between, those creators and then your well, with our comedy skits what i what i really think we do well is uh we give a voice to a lot of people uh each of our skits represent different like identities whether it's body types nationalities uh like short people um chubby people right whatever it may be like and we're able to basically break a lot of stereotypes and almost educate the world in a lot of ways. I, I, I hear so many fans saying, messaging me or telling me that, like, wow, I never knew so much about Indonesia or like Indonesian people because we made a video about what it's like to have an Indonesian friend. Oh, wow. So I really enjoy representing uh, different people and identities with our, our videos and our comedy skits. So you're about like educational, entertaining, positive content. Yeah, and, and I think the big difference between my comedy skits and other comedy specifically is we do it so lightheartedly. And right, most of the skits that you'll see on Instagram or just like like Viner's doing is right. very like sexualized or it's raunchy or it's just explicit like and it doesn't end up being that funny. Right. But we really we really keep it lighthearted. We keep it relatable and it it just it makes you like it's like good vibes. When when you when you have your team and your team comes in, you're like, "Yo, everyone, we're about to make a video." what is kind of like the the underlying formula i would say to make sure that it incorporates you know education but also lighthearted g rated all of yeah. that stuff like what do you tell each other like what's i mean of- in terms of the cleanliness of the and how we how we've gotten like kind of our vibe of videos that's something that you come in into the team like knowing already meaning like that's either just by watching our videos um, we we bring in people who kind of give off that vibe, like let's say writers, for example, and they off the bat they get that that's the tone of our videos. Doesn't mean we we experiment and we try push certain boundaries. Like is this sensitive or is this not sensitive enough? Um, one of the videos that we've recently hit a small bump in terms of like how sensitive we feel about it, but still decide that it's important to actually make this video is Black Girl Struggles. Oh wow! I'm so glad you did. did you, is, it, well, is it published yet? It's it's, it's written. So we, oh we, wow! We just need a feed to to film it right but obviously you know we have especially with our huge following we have a responsibility to represent these cultures accurately and so far we've done an amazing job with that so um especially we've no i've noticed that like writing like for the black community or black people it has caused a little more sensitivity whether it's with the writers or whether it's like people we've like consulted like for ideas but i think it's super important that we do make this video Mm -hmm. because of the impact it's going to have to either like educate the rest of the world or like break down barriers between black people and I don't know, other people. Oh, but you're basically like opening the floodgates for people to go, Oh, I didn't know that. Right. And because yeah. it's entertaining, 
they mm-hmm. will be glued to that video. Yeah, I think a big a problem that we kind of have in our society is that we tend to not not ask many questions because of fear. Mm. And I'm sure, you know, we all have questions about different cultures, but oh, is it am I going to offend anyone if I ask that question? So we just don't end up having it and we don't have these conversations. And actually, I think it's more productive to ask questions, make mistakes, you know, but by, by making those mistakes, we will learn as a society how to like be empathetic to other cultures instead of just kind of backing away and staying with our own little communities because that's our comfort, comfort zone. Wow. I like how you say like willing to like make mistakes, willing to like le- learn from the lessons as long as you're open with it. Mm-hmm. What, what, can you tell me a time that you post something out and you got like a lot of flack for it and you're like, all right, team, we got to do better. <laughs> um, there was one video that had received a little um, very, like, uh, controversial comments, which was weird things Americans do. Mm. And the last scene of that video was, uh, like, a Trump reference where I, like, I saw a MAGA hat and then I was like, what's wrong with Americans or whatever? And so that, that caused a lot of, uh, like, controversy in the comments, like, from both sides, people who love that I said that and people who hated that I said that. So right. from then we've learned to not like stay away from political yeah, things. Stay, stay away from, from at least choosing a side. Cause it was, it was like pretty much like choosing. One but side. when do you, when do you choose a side? Like, would there ever be a moment where let's say something politically political does come up? Do you ever decide to choose a side or is that something where you go, I'm always going to stay middle ground with every single topic for our videos. We, we won't pick a side with politics. Like we, we just won't bring it up specifically. We can be neutral about it and that's when we will make a reference about it. But yeah, cause that's not what we're about. We're not about picking sides. We're about connecting on the basis of human kindness. You know, something that everyone can relate to just being human. What do you mean about, so that's something too. That's so that's the second part. I'm glad we flowed into that kindness. How the hell do you define kindness? Like what does kindness mean to you? Like some, yeah, does, is it like a hug? Is it like what specifically, what does kindness mean to you? And what does that look like? Sure. And I don't think it's that difficult. I think it's just, it's just common sense. It's, it's just giving to others without, you know, necessarily expecting something in return. Just, just being really human. If you see somebody like struggling, like you will feel an emotion because we're not robots and then deciding to help them out. That's, that's what the kindness is. And I think sometimes we we are so distracted with our lives that we kind of forget kind of these emotions, uh, whether it's because of our phones or we're just busy with work. And I think it's important to just always kind of like root back to those human emotions that we have and and just be empathetic and like show it to others. Um, and it, it makes you feel happy. Where does this come from? I mean, like to be like, yo, I'm going to take off my blinders for a second. And this is Mark Yan wanting to like give back and wanting to be kind to the world and have positive content. Where does that root come from? Is this something that you've always believed or it hasn't been as strong as, as since I've been making content with a purpose of, of with a positive purpose. I think there's a couple of reasons. One is I grew up super fortunate. I have amazing parents. Uh, I grew up in Russia, Spain and Hong Kong, traveled the world as a kid, had a great lifestyle and I feel partly a responsibility to give back just mm. because life isn't fair. I got a great life. So just a responsibility, not necessarily an obligation. And that if I don't do this, then I have failed as a human, but just responsibility to give back. And secondly, I think, um, I think I've really seen the, the effects of being kind and positive, especially when I 
made that trans transformation of being like super shy to being more outgoing and extroverted. Mm-hmm. And then it's a big part of my sort of like introvert to extrovert kind of thing. Right. And smiling was always a huge, like, uh, like factor in that meaning i noticed that extroverts they walk in the room and they're smiling even when they start a conversation with you and i was and i was observing and and whenever somebody would smile at me i would immediately like feel comfortable and happy and it would just be like a good energy and so i started replicating that and and doing that to others and i noticed the effects of of what being happy or like being positive and kind to others what what effects i get from that right and so during even even uh i'll give you specific examples on my birthdays, uh, let's say when I was a teenager, nothing, you know, I had a couple friends over and like received a couple family messages. Now when I have my, when my birthday comes around, I get these like super like sentimental messages from friends and I, and I receive these texts and I look at them and I'm like, wow, I would have never have imagined that to receive texts like these. Right. All because you're coming on in, in a group giving more kindness and smiling more and, and being there for your friends because you're giving more. Yeah. It's, I think it's, it's a mindset. It, it's any, it's something that anybody can do. You know, it's not like, Oh, well I was born this way and I can't, you know, be positive or be kind to others. Cause that's just who I am. It's, it's innate with, with everyone. This is so cool. You know, like I'm hearing your story. Yeah. This is, this is awesome. Uh, by the way, listeners, if you're not, if you're not listening, my beautiful people, he has this thing where it's called smile squad. Uh, that's what he calls his fans. That's what he, his whole team is based on that. Um, I like how you put like a squad to that. When I first heard it, I was like, oh my God, what the fuck? Yeah. But it's kind of cool how you're bridging smiles and positivity into like a business per se, but also with uh, with uh, a purpose, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, so like what what type of impact is the goal of Markion then with the whole smile thing? I mean, do you believe in impact? Because some entertainers, like you said, some I'm not saying all, but there's a lot of people out there that just want to make content just for the sake of content. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, can this go viral? Yeah. And I know you're still thinking about that. I know you're still thinking about, like, I want views because, like, that's what you care for because higher more views equals more money usually, right? So with that said, though, is what is, like, what type of impact do you want to leave on this world? Yeah. Also to note on that that views and thing, more views uh, equals more money and more views equals more impact too because you can reach more people. Oh, shit. So yeah, it, I didn't even think about that. Right. It always, so always ties in. The impact, um, right now my goal is to really grow something that goes beyond me as an individual influencer. I want to build my brand into a media company and not make it about marketing. I want to make it about you know, making people smile. So the company is called Smile Media and the goal is to create different content verticals that um, somehow give back to the world or or encourage people to be positive. And um, I'd be happy if if we, we, I mean, I'm happy with the impact we're having now, but the goal is just to create content that that's just going to encourage someone to to live life with a more positive attitude. Um, what's a, what's a, like a really good example of this that you've seen either from a fan or from your team member or anything from your content and you're like, wow, it's working. Like, because sometimes how do you know if it's working or not unless you see it? So what's yeah. something yeah. Just the DMs, the, the messages that I get from fans, um, they're just, that, that's really where I see like, wow, people actually feel enough of this way to, to want to send me a message, a nice message. And so we have it like a team, like a monthly, like email or report, whatever, of how the month went. And we always end it with 
uh, kind DMs from our fans. So oh, I'll, really? I'll screenshot them. Yeah. And that's, that's really how we see like, wow, people actually feel this way and, and express it to us. Um, the other, the other way that I really like seeing like uh, fans connecting is when is just seeing them tag their friends in our videos because either they relate and they want to tag their friends right. and then seeing like their friends, like, you know, write laughing emojis or like, ha like this always happens. Like, even if it's like childhood friends who haven't seen each other in a long time, who were able to connect because of my video. Wow. That's, uh, that's true. I mean, I like that. I like that. Um, but are you, um, if you're, tr- if you're creating like different verticals, right. Are you thinking about like different verticals in the sense of, Hey, I want to do like a political show. Hey, I want to, um, like, is there any topic do you think that is not always ending with a smile or do you think everything can end with, you know, positivity? It can always be positive. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that's what defines the show. Like, like it can, you know, it can be a show driven by the statement that everyone is beautiful and, you know, we, we help people empower people to feel their best for a fashion vertical, for example. Right. I don't know. It, it'll always be positive overlying, but, but that's not necessarily what the channel's like about. It's so crazy. Okay. So, uh, the whole thing about like, I have a responsibility. I was talking to like somebody else uh, the other day and he, his is like, he felt that he had like guilt. He has guilt inside of him and that's why he needs to like somehow like give back. Right. And yours is I've had a good life. So therefore I must, you know, be responsible uh, and give back. Mm-hmm. Is there ever a moment where it's where you kind of feel I don't I don't know other word to say, but like a, a little exhausted sometimes where you're like, you know what? I just don't want to create anymore just for right now. Because kind of that responsibility and that weight to create something positive for millions of people every single day. Is there ever a moment where you're like, this is too much? Um, not necessarily because there isn't necessarily an expectation. Let's say, for example, with a soccer player who just joins a huge team, there's a lot of expectation. If he doesn't perform, then everyone's going to be on top of him and it's going to be very exhausting. I don't have, like, the whole world, like, expecting me to, uh, you know, even there's not there's not necessarily even, like, a metric that I'm... It's not like I need to make a million people smile. So that expectation isn't necessarily there. Um, I feel like... With work, for example, uh, something that helped a lot was delegating a lot of the work that I, first of all, didn't need to do and didn't want to do. Right. Let's say editing or or writing, for example. Um, and then thirdly, I think I have a healthy mentality of separating work and personal life. Okay. If I was a, a vlogger, like a, a lifestyle or daily vlogger, that would probably be terrible. Yeah, burnt out because every single day of your life you have to think about, like, what do I film of my day to make this happen? Yeah. I feel like I, I have a, a healthy mindset, especially, like, very business-oriented Right. Which allows me to kind of separate, like personal, like and so business. have your weekends off, and then work Monday through Friday. Well, kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah, kind of weekends off. Wait, so ah, uh, I mean, if, if that's the case, then um, do you do you find yourself if you're not looking at kind of like the expectation of I need to make a million people laugh? Are you saying in a way where when you push something out, you're not really thinking of views or comments or likes right away? No, we're we're looking at views. Okay, <laughs> all right. So, yeah. do you have an expectation of like how many views a video should make? Yeah. Like, do you, are you always thinking about the viral thing? Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, the metrics were always on top of, because and now now we're kind of going into like 
their business side. Cause I think there's kind of two sides to what my work entails in social media. There's right. like the creative side, um, which, which is the creativity and maybe also like what the mission is. And then there's also like the business side, which is the numbers, the views, the money pretty much. Right. That's how you survive. That's how you get your fucking yeah. team to help you out. For sure. So, I mean, Okay, so you have the we got the creative side. I love the fucking impact. I love how you're building a business on the on the basis of like positivity and also education. I think that's like the biggest thing about you is like the educational positivity. We're opening up barriers, which is so fucking dope. Yeah. But now let's get to the business side. Just for just for a little bit, like oh I, yeah, I'm I love like, talking. About, that's I'm all just I like think so about. curious. Okay, so if you're always thinking about the views because views equals impact, but also of course like more money when it comes to your team yeah. and it comes to your business. Do you guys have metrics of like, hey guys, this month we have to make a billion views? Yeah, um, for sure. No, our our kind of monthly goals are like about two hundred million views a month. So that's every everyone on the team is aware of that. And if not, then if we don't have these numbers and these metrics, then it's then it's just a group of kids like having fun, you know. And then the business might die. So um, that is super important. It is a business at the end of the day, and you and you have to treat it like that. Um, so. I'm, I'm always on top of that. And you're I, just not a bunch of kids that are just playing around in the playground, no, or just right. creating. I mean, this is not like sort of like a hobby. I mean, you quit. Yeah. You dropped, not, I don't want to say you dropped out of school. I'm saying like you left school right. so that way you could do this full time. Mm-hmm. Like if anybody's thinking about doing the career that you have, what what would be like the suggestion that you have? I mean, my, my thing is like when we when, when we had this car conversation a long time ago, um, I was talking about how this one YouTuber like built an entire team. Mm-hmm. And you said to me, like, yeah, bro, of course, but he's been doing it for like three years. And so he's able to do that. So anybody that comes in and like you said, you're like, oh, I hate editing, I hate writing. What is kind of your mentality when it comes to like starting out right now? It's easy. It's the same as a startup. If someone says, hey, I want to build this startup or this business, but I don't feel like doing this, then it's it's not a fit. It's not not your path. Mm. So creating a, a, a social media channel is the same as creating like a startup. And you have to be doing everything in the beginning. You have to work hard, obviously. You have to have patience. Good. <laughs> the pro of, of the social media side is that uh, there's no like startup cost. You know, you can use your phone. And to film, and that's about it. Tell me, tell me, as I set the camera up a little bit again, tell me your story. Like, when did you begin, and what was like your first video, and then what made you have the mindset to like evolve into okay, now it's time to drop out of school and to build a team. Got it. Yeah. Have fun uh, fixing the camera. Um, I started making videos when I was 16 after I created a monetization platform for YouTubers. So it started out on the business side, and then which led me to the creative side. Um, was growing slowly, but wasn't making much money until I went to college. And then uh, I started making more money because I had a bigger following. I had like a show with Facebook and some brand deals here and there. And came to a point where school was hindering my business. So I just decided to leave. And and it made sense because like I, it was making money. Like I, I don't know if I would have made that decision if it wasn't making money. Who was your first hire? Uh, my writer, Alan Chicken Chow. Oh, shit. <laughs> how did that happen? And how did you know that? It's like, oh, shit, now it's time to, to, to hire someone. I think I had come back from Nas Daily's Day 1000 kind of celebration event in Malta. This was like at the end of the year, like December, January. And then I was back in L.A. Uh, ready to like take my business to the next level. Right. And I realized that if I could make 
three videos a week instead of one, I can make three times more money. Right. Right? Because it was it's monetized with ad revenue. So the more views, the more money. And so I decided to find the way of doing that. And the two things that I needed to delegate were uh, the writing and then the editing. Speed up the process of the brainstorming and then speed up the process. Yeah, of so we can write videos. more, you know, three scripts a week and edit three videos a week, which would have been impossible for me to do on my own because I have to also have to film three videos a week. Right. And so hired Alan, who's amazing. I love you, Alan. Oh my God, he's the best. Um, he he he's now the head writer. We have two more two more writers, um, and then Connor, who's my editor, who is also amazing, um, and then quickly hired an assistant to delegate like the casting, like mm-hmm. casting actors and then getting props. Cause before when I'm filming one video a week, like I, I know enough friends to be able to reach out here and there, right. but now three videos a week, you need a lot of people. And so now we hire actors. Well, it's like the Holy Trinity. You got the, the, the first yeah. assistant, Kaylin. Kaylin's her name, right? Yes. Kaylin. And then Connor, the editor and then Alan. Great. Like it was like when I was first met them, I was like, holy shit, these are hardworking motherfuckers. Like, oh, yeah. sorry to cuss. Uh, but like, oh wow. You picked a really, really, um, really good they're team. They're amazing. Uh, the team is amazing. I love my team. How many, how many team members do you have now? I think we're nine. Nine people? Yeah. Oh, my God. In a, one year of just, like, deciding to, like, go three videos uh-huh. a week. Is it five videos now a week or still three well, videos? Well, we film seven videos a week. And Jesus now, Christ. And you publish all of them? No, no, no. We post about three to maybe we'll do five a week. Three to five. Wait, do you cho- Do you really post all seven that you shoot? Is there well, ever a time you shoot a video and you're like, nope, never? Um, or does it? Or does the idea kind of, like, die in the process before you fucking no, make it? No, no. If we, if we film it, we'll post it. If it's a good video, we'll post it. We'll prioritize it. If it's a bad video, we'll... I mean, by bad, by just, like, less like less viral, for example. We'll put it in the backlog. How do you know if it's less viral or not? Oh, you, whether it's the, the, the title, whether it's the execution of the scenes, whether it's the actor, the acting performance. Yeah, we, we have a good, like, sense of, like, what does well and what doesn't well because of just how many videos we've made and the performance of those videos. Wow, Jesus Christ. Uh, nine people, you're going to be a fucking like media company. You're, you're crushing it. What is the one, I think the biggest concern right now, then as you're growing this business, especially in the year of 2020, like right now, like what's your biggest concern as you grow? The challenges that are going to come with scaling the company. Hmm. So like I said, the goal is to create a media company with, let's say with several channels um, and different business projects. These are all, first of all, like investments to hire the right teams that are going to be risks. We don't know if these new channels are going to succeed um, or how long it'll even take for that to happen. So um, with the kind of goals that we want to reach, like there's going to be like lots of risks we're going to take. Um, and so there, I'm, I'm excited, but I know there's a lot that I, a lot of mistakes I'm going to make and a lot of unknowns, but that's, that's what it's about. Are you ever afraid of losing any of your initial team members? Yes. Um, however, I know that a, a good manager always works in the best interest of their team. Right. So obviously I love my team, but you know, doesn't, there like, doesn't mean that they're going to be there all the whole time. Right. Everyone has their own like particular personal ambitions so in their journey right exactly everyone's on a different path so uh, it's great for the time that we fit into each other's like schedules and visions and all that but i know people will leave eventually and that's just that's just guaranteed like that's that's somebody told me that businesses or employees come in cycles and your business also involves in cycles and right and so yeah it is it is a 
like a, it does. Uh, does it hurt a little bit? It doesn't. I wouldn't say hurt, but it is like it like gets to me a little bit because I I like really love the people on my team, right? And they are so good. But I know that uh, it it's just it's the best thing I can do is just work in their best interests and then and and just be supportive of of them. It's kind of beautiful because I can see in your eyes like how much you like how much <laughs> care how much care you have for everyone that you work with and they work with yeah. you. Um, like, is, is there kind of like a way since you're such a small company that in a way you're all like friends at the same time? Yeah, for sure. We have a really good, you know, vibe, like family vibe, um, because it is like small. I'm sure I know that when it gets bigger, it's not going to be like that because there's just too many people. Um, so, but no, I really enjoy kind of the the culture that we have in our company. Like everyone's super friendly. We're very like Gen Z company. I right. think most of us are under 30, between 20 to 30, um, except project manager, I believe. Mm-hmm. He's just, just over 30. Oh, wow. This is a very young company that and everyone's like participating with each other. Yeah. It's so beautiful. You know, I, yeah. I've seen you interact with your team and um, like you have this, uh, you have this uh, creator named Kurt, who's like a very yes. uh, affable, uh, high energy, <laughs> appreciative, ebullient, improv type of mm-hmm. soul. And uh, he comes; these people come into your lives, and in a way, if you think about it, you're kind of like an older brother who is business oriented, but also because of that whole smile squad, very like empathetic at the same time, and you feel like you have not only a responsibility to your fans, but in a way, what, like, what do you think is like the number one responsibility that you have for each team member that you have? And also, what's the number one care mm-hmm. that you have for them, too? Yeah. Um, our two, we have two creators now. Kurt was our first one, and he's amazing. He's really like, uh, like been tr- seamlessly integrated into the, the Smile Squad team, and our fans like love him now. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And then Sam, who's our, our recent, like our newest creator who just joined the team, also is learning the ropes and he's doing a great job. In terms of my team, the responsibility is I know that I'm responsible for the biggest part of their lives right now, which mm-hmm. is their career. Right. That's just, you know, that's the biggest part of your life. So um, I, I always want to ensure that they're enjoying their job because then it's not, if they're not, then it's not productive for our company either. Right. And that um, we really build like a, or at least I try to build a personal connection with them. And I feel like we were able to be a lot more productive and just have, have a fun time when we when I actually care about them and I ask them about their personal lives or just just ha- like have have friendly like, one on ones. Yeah, exactly. Um, I always with with every person on my team so far, I've I've just always try to get like a one on one like coffee or just get to know them personally. Um, again, I'm sure things will change when we grow. You know, like right. 15, 20, 30 plus people. Like that's. That's just, it just it's goes to the changes. nature of the yeah, country. Nature, yeah, nature, exactly. So, yeah, I do feel a responsibility, and I try and, and and get everyone on the team to kind of, like, share the values that we all have and, like, and treat either, each other um, like With that. respect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I think that we do have that special uh, culture, and so whenever a new person comes, they immediately adapt and they, they familiarize themselves. What's that one moment you think in, like, the last year? Mm-hmm. So many things have happened. Like, you've grown exponentially. Views are crushing. You, you know, pivoted uh, a lot more on, on Instagram as well, so you're growing. Yeah. But what was that, like, one moment with your team members where you are like, wow, you know what? We're doing good. 
and I'm sort of like taking care of them. What was that? Do you do you remember that moment? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I I like sometimes write them down on my whiteboard, like moments that I felt spe- like special days of the year. It was um, probably the first day that Kurt uh, came to team meetings. So the first time that he's officially, because before creators are come on to the team, that we know we make several videos with them. We have a trial period to make sure everything goes well, that we're all we're all enjoying it. And once he've, he's, he had kind of completed his videos and we've solidified with the contract, okay, you are officially part of the a creator on the team. Um, he came to his first t- Monday team team day. Right. And, uh, and, and every time we kind of bring someone on, we do like a fun activity. So after we, you know, review the scripts, we all went out to Santa Monica. We did this like really cool, like VR experience game, like a Star Wars game. Oh, wow. Then we ate dinner together. And so just seeing everyone together, like bonding, having fun, you know, just, just me stepping back and like viewing it. It was, just, it, it felt special. It was like a little snapshot of Mark Yon's life. Yeah, exactly. Like, holy shit, this is actually happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, you're still going to have those moments even if the team gets bigger. I think it's just, you're going to be like Oprah, you know? <laughs> you're going to have, she's, she has that big, uh, like, once a year type of, like, uh, all the employees. Oh, really? like, come I didn't together. know that. That's yeah, cool. When she was, uh, when she was uh, doing her little studio thing. Yeah. I mean, is that is that, like, where do you, besides, like, you kind of creating something that's beyond you? Mm-hmm. Where do you see yourself individually mm-hmm. in this whole movement? I would I, I see myself leading the the mission, the brand and all that. Um, however, not not making the like the brand and and, and everything like reliant on me. Mm. Or like I want it to stand on its own because again, I, it's not about Markian, it's about making people smile. Right. And people can attach much stronger to a purpose like that than in, than a personality or a person because people come in like trends. They phase in and out. And so that's why I want to build something much more sustainable, longer lasting and impactful because honestly, there's no, nothing like really that special about me. I'm just like, you know. Are you kidding me? There's so, so many. Yeah, but about I you. mean, not enough you to, like to want to, you know, associate your core values in your life and your entertainment watch, you know. Right. I'm not I'm not I'm not an entertainer. You know, I, I, I grew up always being a shy kid, math, science. Those are my strong, you know, uh, subjects in school. I was never, you know, creative or artistic. Um, entrepreneurship has always been my passion. Right. So I don't, I don't want to be making videos for the rest of my life. I want to, I want to build a company that is able to create content um, with this impact. But again, it's, it's, I want to grow it beyond me. I like that. You know, in a way that's kind of like selfless and also... Um, because most most creators are always thinking about themselves in a way. It's like, okay, this doesn't survive if I get hit by a bus. And in your case, it's like if I break my leg and I can't do a video, at least it will be it right. Will still, still work. Yeah, and that that's a big flaw of of influencers currently, or is that their income is rely is relying on how many videos they can make. So yeah, what what happens if they get sick or what or if they don't feel like making videos anymore? Then that's it. Um. The one thing, so that's like, there's, there's like four parts that I wanted to, to like break down in this, in this podcast, uh-huh. if that's okay. I don't know what your time schedule is. I mean, we've been going for, <laughs> I'm here, I'm here. You know, we've been going for 30 minutes, but, um, I think the third, the third step that kind of, that you've been saying throughout this entire conversation and the entire mm-hmm. conversation was like, oh, I learned that what I, that as an introvert, it's better to like smile as an extrovert. And then you just said, right, right now where it's like, I want something that, is like out there. So you're basically talking about, because you said the word introvert. Mm-hmm. And so 
as a friend, I'm like a big extrovert, and I know that you're definitely introvert. And how I say this, <laughs> and how I say this is like when I first met you, you know, as I like to say with with you, and I've said this before, is when we first get together in any interaction, the first like fifteen to thirty minutes, it's like all right, it's like silent time. Revving it some, up. I would say some days. Some days. Well, when I'll, when work is stressful, I would. Right. That's what no, I would but say. that's totally fine with me because I'm because yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm learning. I learn about you know, every friend's a little bit different, and then it slowly grows. And I think one of the coolest things about our relationship is that we can just like sit in silence and totally be okay with it. But when it when it comes to the like introvert extrovert thing, is there? How do you define yourself now, and? Is there like a positive side of being introvert and also like a positive or negative side, I guess you could say, about like being an extrovert? So mm-hmm. what does that like evolution look like and how did you know that it was time for a kind of like a change, if that makes sense? Um, like you're correct. I, I was very introverted growing up um, and I would see my extrovert friends and how they, they were able to connect with other people, how they would make you feel happy. And I wanted that. I wanted to be like them. I want. I wanted other people to feel towards me the way that they feel about this extroverted person, and so that really, you know, inspired me to like analyze and observe what extroverts do, whether it's like their facial expressions or their tone of their voice or their their whatever physical movements, and really copy that. And over the years, I I have become a lot more outgoing, um, a lot more extroverted. You could say at core, I'm still an introvert. And I would probably say that, but I would consider myself an outgoing and introvert right i mean do you get exhausted when you when you interact with people for a long period of time not necessarily like, but where i do, you get do your like energy from um i do i feel like i do get energy from being around other people but i do like to be like alone in my room sometimes mm, just okay. to just to be like alone and just just decompress and work on my own thing um what was i gonna say uh you're talking about how like one thing regarding like being an introvert oh the pros i remember you asked yeah. about the pros and cons uh I, I, well, there's no like bad, good or bad, like being an introvert or extrovert is, you know, it's great either way. However, I do believe there are a lot, there are a lot of benefits of being extroverted. What, and that's just the way kind of like our society is like, if you're able to communicate with others, if you're able to connect with others on a deep level, that's beneficial, you know? Yeah, it's so beneficial. So, and that's why I wanted to be more extroverted. And I know that a lot of people were in the same, same situation or are in the same situation that I was, you know, as a 15 year old. And have asked me how to how to be more extroverted, and um, yeah, always. How do you I, I become? Empath- I empathize with that. How do you like? Okay, so I've been an extrovert all my life. Like yeah. that's just like who I am. But I've been able to like kind of like hone it down now, where um, like kind of like in a social sense, not social manipulation, but in a social sense where there are cues of when to like talk to someone and when to go in. It's kind of like you know riding a bike. The more you ride the bike, the the better balance you get and and understanding. And now you're. Now you can spot the car that's about to hit you, and then you can suddenly stop. And anything. So I've been doing this on and on and on and on. So I'm always curious, always curious when an introvert, or in this case says, I'm going to be more extroverted, mm-hmm. right? How the hell, like, how do you push yourself to be like, you know what? Come on, Markun, it's time to talk to somebody uh, high. Like, how Yeah. How do you, but I'm always wondering. Because uh-huh. like when someone goes, Jonathan, go talk to that person. I'm like, okay, whatever. But I'm I'm trying to figure out what the fuck is in the mind of someone that's an introvert that's never like doesn't get that energy of just like stepping up and being like, hello. So what? Yeah. Like what? Well, like you know what well, I mean? I, like what, uh, what what usually stops introverts from just going up to a stranger talking to them is 
fear, um, lack of, of self-confidence. So in the mind of an introvert, it's like, oh, like I want to talk to this person. They even want to. You know, I would want to go up to that girl and ask her for her number, for right. example. But it's just a fear, fear of rejection, fear of whatever. And so it's just about taking that leap. It's about leaving your comfort zone. A huge part of it, leaving your comfort zone. That, that's probably the, the fundamental part of this whole process. And that's just something that you have to force yourself to do. And then you do it and then you realize, oh, it wasn't actually that bad than I thought. Um, but obviously after that, you're not just going to be like magically extroverted. You do it again and you just keep, it's practice. It's practice. Fake it until you become it. Fake it until you become it. Act it until you become it. Fake it. Till you, I love that. I love yeah. that saying. At some, I don't. Yeah. I mean, as an as an extrovert, um, I, I have this belief, and I and I see a lot of people do it. And when I talk to you, it's like the kind of like the five second rule. If you want to do something or talk to someone, you have five seconds to do it. Or what ends up happening is the anxiety. And the pressure of like talking to that person amplifies. And now seeing you like in social settings, it's really fun going to social settings with you because I've seen your growth from 2016 to 2020 <laughs> where it's like you at least now vocalize who you want to talk to. Because I remember 2016, we went to, it's 2017. Uh-huh. What do we do? We went to, um, uh, what's that France thing again? Monaco. We went to oh, Monaco together. yeah. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> we did that. Yeah. And you're like, I, I, I really want to talk. I forget who this fucking person was, but it's like, I really want to talk to this like CEO because I uh-huh. want to. And I remember like the fear of like not wanting to go up right away. And, 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 and then I had to be like, oh, come on, follow me. Let's, let's go. And then I do my whole like Jonathan, like, oh, and then I go, Hey, have you met Markion? And I do my whole intro, which is like. Markion's the best fucking person in the world, blah, blah, blah. So then that lifts you up. Now when we go to a social setting, it's like you see someone and you'll like just without hesitation, you'll be like, I really want to talk to that person. So it's like, boom, automatically right away, Markion. I'm like, okay, I know where's his brain at. And then two, what, I mean, granted, sometimes it takes a little bit of time, but you're still like, all right. Yeah. I want to talk. And it's, you have to be very proud of yourself for that. No. Thanks. Yeah, no, I just, I just I, wanted to compliment you for a second because that was like I appreciate awesome. it. Yeah, I, I, I've I'm really grateful how my my like personality has evolved. It's just I've learned to express myself in a different way and in another way, uh, and and I'm able to have lots of great connections. With yeah, people. I mean, sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I'm not. I don't want to say the word jealous, but I think sometimes there are moments where because okay, as an extrovert, I get a lot of stimuli from. Sorry, I get a lot of energy from from stimuli. From when I get when, dopamine levels, like I need, I need. Oh, there we go. I need stimuli to hit my dopamine levels for me to be productive, right? Yeah. And so, like when I'm alone in my office or in this fucking studio alone, yeah, I am the most lethargic, depressed individual ever. And then the only way that I can get the energy up is that I have to like go out of my bedroom, um, which sometimes can be very hard if you're already depressed. And then go to like a safe space that that I, I go on regularly. So if it's not a friend, then it'll be like a restaurant that I always go to. Get like some sort of energy from there and then go back and be productive. And sometimes I wish that I could just be alone and have and be productive. But more importantly, like 
be less anxious when I'm with myself. So, like, you know how introverts, they get anxious when they're on pu- in public? Right. I get super anxious when I'm alone. I don't yeah, know why yeah. I wanted to tell you that. No, I just wanted to. I feel, I get that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's cool that, it's cool, maybe hopefully the evolution of that. Um, so, the, the fourth thing that I kind of wanted to break down with is something that I, I like that you do is that you're like a very, very, very giving creator. And what that means is you're always willing to give advice to someone that is thinking about growing or whatever, because mm-hmm. that's, you know, because you're good at that and you've yep. been successful at that. You know, where does that philosophy come from? And then I want to, of course, go further into something else. But yeah, yeah. well, why? Giving, giving, especially without receiving, is so powerful. And I'll I'll give you a really like tangible reason why because you know a lot of these things are like really abstract yeah. statements, um, but there's been so many moments where either for some reason I decided to you know do a favor for some person that I really didn't really know but whatever just because why not give do them a favor and then I don't know a couple months or a year later I needed someone something from that person and I was so glad that I was nice to them uh, because now I know that they they'll be willing to do something nice back or even a, a favor that I, I had rejected because what I was too busy or whatever and then a year later being like I need something from them but um, I didn't do what they <laughs> asked for me so I feel really bad so it's so powerful to be able to 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 give because it's just good karma and, and you get like you get it back. God damn it, karma. Okay. <laughs> Why is this such a big thing right now? Where a lot of people that I've been having conversations with, I don't know, I don't know, I got so like heated all of a sudden, Whoops. are talking about karma. Do you re- do you believe that if you do something bad that you'll get bad in return? Or like no how do you define I, karma? Because that, that is something that I've been trying to figure out. Like I do I definitely believe in like I believe in giving as much as you can. Like, give your heart. I mean, that's why we're yeah. friends. But, like, I don't <laughs> believe that good things will happen just because you do something good or what... Like, I what think... It, I, no. Do you believe in law of attraction? Uh, law of attraction in the way that whatever you put out, you'll yeah. get back in? Yeah. I think when it comes to, like, the aura of you, like, if you are providing, like, good vibes to people... Yeah. Selfishly, I'll get good vibes back. But it's like... The, well, that's, it's That's karma. Oh shit! <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> huh? Is it, is it not? I guess so. I don't know, because I don't always have the expectation that something good will happen. Usually, I'm just like nice. No, I mean if you're like okay, I like the vibes, but I I don't know. Maybe I have like a negative mindset, but I feel as if I'll give because I'm learning that okay. Everyone has their own different version of what unconditional love is, right? Or their unconditional like giving is. Okay. I mean, and it sounds pretty straightforward for everyone, but right, okay. right, right. And so when I give, I don't expect there to be anything positive coming my way. Sure. But in the state of law of attraction, you're supposed to, right? No, you're not supposed to expect something good in return. Oh. The law of attraction is just that you, you, you attract people who are similar to you. So, like, if you put out good vibes, and you generally get good vibes back. If you put out bad vibes, you get bad vibes. Bad vibes back. Did you ever have to like? Okay, that makes sense. Have you ever had to like, not kick someone out of your life, but push someone away that wasn't giving you good vibes? Um, I feel like I, I'm able to 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 do that quickly. Meaning, it's not like I built a super strong friendship with them, and then all of a sudden I'm like, I'm, for example, I've never said. Uh, I was I was just hanging out with the wrong people. Like I've never said that 
So I've, so I feel like I have a good intuition mm-hmm. of, of who I, I, you know, I'm friends with, who I associate with. So not necessarily, I have, I have had pe- like more on the work side where either it hasn't worked out with a freelance person that I've hired and then decided to discontinue working with them. But that's fine. Cause it's, it's, it's business, not personal. Okay. All right. So now we get to, by the way, if that's the case of like karma where it's like the of, uh, you get, you're putting out good vibes and you get good vibe backs and congratulations. That's yeah. what, I agree with that too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just like something that I'm fucking struggling with because I think as I, especially like get older, I'm learning, I'm the most happy when I have absolutely no expectations yeah. of anything that comes my way. And that is like so difficult because <laughs> there, are, there are moments where I look at like you, for example, or I look at other people that kind of, it seems like they have their, their, their life together. And it feels like whatever they do, something, because they're positive, something great happens because of it. But what I really want to know is, are there ever moments where you're in a way like pressured or like you're dealing with some sort of like struggle in the growth of like who you are or your business? Basically, I'm asking like, what is the biggest concern of your life right now that you're working on? Yeah, I would say um, you you can think of that and I'll, I'll tell you about that, but also like keep things in perspective. Like I could say there's one thing that's stressing me out right now, but actually like, let's take the big picture for a second. Life is amazing. Yeah, Life is. is great. Like what, you know, what's, what's the point of this small thing? that's worrying you right now, you know, let you think that life is bad and that you're struggling and, and life is hard. So I have that, keep that in, in mind, which always allows me to be like grounded or whatever and, and just have a healthy mindset. But yeah, there are things that come up sh- for sure and, and work, especially um, whether it's like views are going down or like uh, a relationship that was broken with, you know, business contact or whatever. So there are moments like that. And, but again, if you keep things in perspective, not you know nothing worth worrying about. Yeah, I mean, oh, that's a good thing. I mean, yeah, we're lucky. I'm fucking lucky. Yeah, that's one thing that I have to work on. It's because like, look, and I, at least I have a bed and I have a fucking roof over my head, and I live in America, which is so fortunate in L.A. Especially. Yeah. Holy shit. I'm. <laughs> I mean, to keep things in perspective, how are you afraid? of losing everything? Like, have you ever thought of that? Like everything that you built can go away or how do you, how do you like yeah. balance that out? You you mean like my, like business and... Yeah, business and then before... I, and then I definitely sure. want to go to like the concern of like Mark Young's personal thing, but... Yeah, yeah let's I mean, the yeah, there is a risk and it's a risk I'm willing to take. Um, it can happen and then if it does, then you just move on. You what know? about the personal thing of like Mark Young, right? So you're like very business oriented. Mm-hmm. It seems that you have like the relationships of your parents really good and your siblings pretty, your sibling pretty good. But is is there one thing that you want to work on, at least in the coming of like 2020, do you think, in like the personal growth of Mark Young? Um, I think... Personally, I will learn a lot through through the work that I do. Hmm. Like I think that my business is going to put me in a lot of situations that are going to make me learn, whether it's an uncomfortable negotiation setting or like uh, working with someone that's very hard to work with and then 
yeah, I don't know, like being put into, into challenging situations, my work is going to do that. So I'm going to learn and grow a lot as a person. Maturity wise, I'll grow just obviously with time, but also because again, this, this, the settings that I'll be put in. So I'm, I'm just going with life and, and learning. What's that? What's the one thing as, I mean, 2019 seems like a good year. What's that 2000? What's the one thing in 2019 that you learned? You're like, holy shit. This is the best lesson I've ever learned. As you tell me, of course, I'm going to fix the camera again. Like learning like in business or? No, just in general. Like in 2019. 2019. What's the number one thing in 2019 that you learned? That you're like, fuck yeah. My life, my life is my work pretty much right now. So there isn't much that happens outside of work, like personal life. Like I had a relationship that ended February last year. And then since then, it's just been like my work so uh, i mean uh, i think one experience that really stood out to me was when i went to india for a travel show and i had this uh indian creator sanjot who has a food blog on facebook who helped us for the day to film our video and this guy has like four million followers he films two videos a week or uh, two videos a day or a video a day and he canceled both of his shoots that day just to help us get our shots, show us around the city uh, for our video. And I thought that like that kindness and he was explaining like why he did it. And like, you know, it's about giving, it's all about giving to others. I can always film later. That selfishness or selflessness, selflessness was, was just so admirable. And that's something that really impacted me. And, and I've, I've returned the favor to, to other people with that same mindset and like just being super present, super just giving, even if like I have meetings to to talk to or like emails to respond, like just giving that attention to someone just because of how it made me feel and how special it made me feel, um, that left an impact and it has changed the way that I like, uh, like treat others. Wow. It's, it's so weird how when, when that I'm realizing, I mean, I've always known this, but it's interesting to see how you're, you're like business minded first, but it's not negative because you're looking at and like and analyzing it like in a business mindset but because you're very open-minded you're still receiving like all these non like business lessons per se that kind of like help you grow in your life Mm -hmm. um why business though where does this like entrepreneur (laughs) thought come from because i've never met someone (laughs) i mean i've met kids that of course are all about you know, securing and getting, you know, the money, I guess. But your yours is about, like, growing something sustainable monetarily in a way. Where does that come from, and why do you think that's important for you? It's my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad's an entrepreneur. Uh, he creates internet startups, and everything I've learned about business comes from him. He's just so so smart, and I think that... I don't know what moment I was like, oh, entrepreneurship. Well, I, actually, here's kind of when you tell me entrepreneurship, what I think of. I, entrepreneurship to me is about um, like doing your own thing, creating your own path, uh, finding something that excites you and and really growing that with the challenges and risks that associate with it. But you know that the reward is so worth it. And the alternatives of living like a, comp- like a normal, generic, not, not, not that there's anything wrong with that, but right. just to me, it's, it's, it's not appealing. Um, or it it would even be a bigger risk to live life like that and and not pursue like the big things that I want to do. So everything I learned from business has come from him and then just doing it, you know. Um I've been doing social media now for like 5 6 years and and right. and I've 
and I've learned from all like the negotiations with brands or like hiring like employees and then all the business like learnings that you get with that. So to me, entrepreneurship is, is really a mindset and it's like, Oh, it's a way of life. Giving you some sense of purpose. That's yeah. what I'm realizing through that, yeah. through that statement. It's like business gives you a purpose because you actually have a goal of what you must meet. And so therefore everyone's headed towards that goal. Mm-hmm. And the goal is growing a media company or hitting these views or making this type of money for this month. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting because now, now I'm looking at my life and I'm thinking, okay, wait a second. If I'm just not like la- like dilly-dallying or gallivanting through life, but if I put more goals, I think, and stick to them in like a business mindset, then at least I'll be able to like track the metrics of if I'm succeeding or not. Yeah, yeah. I think that business mindset is, is crucial because like, like you said, if not, you're just doing it for fun and there's no real purpose. Right. You got to like stamp it out, which brings me to the last thing, I guess. So you always give, um, like advice to like, you know, different things and different people regarding their social media. And so, you know, as you know, like I'm growing this podcast and I'm like growing my brand and you know, and you're also my friend, which is so fucking good. So you can be like as real as you can. You say, you can say like Jonathan, you motherfucker, Mm -hmm. whatever. But what do you think then, because I'm, I'm always enamored by your fucking, you know, your story, the story of you've started social media five, six years ago. Uh, the development of your YouTube channel kind of started with a little bit of pranks and then a little bit of vlogs and now like sketches and you're always evolving and then you found exactly the thing that works and you decided to go to 100% on it mm-hmm. and it was very focused, focus driven. What is something do you think like when you look at me and like not only, only as a friend but also like as a in your business mind? when it comes to going this podcast or whatever the fuck I'm doing, what is, what is something that I need to kind of like improve on? And not only that, but some changes you think I should make to, to help grow, especially for example, like this podcast. Uh, I'd say it's focus. Um, and then focusing on the right things. Cause your, your mind is like everywhere because you love to do so many things and interact with so many people and projects. Um, but then you're spreading yourself too thin and you're not actually focusing on, on the things that are important and that are going to grow your business. Mm-hmm. And there's only 24 hours in a day and you're only going to live 80 to a hundred years. So, uh, it's about focusing on those right things. So probably for you, it's about like money because you need to like be able to sustain your projects and, and, uh, that's how you really like grow. Right. So, um, that would, that'd probably be the focus. So I don't know, depends on, on what's going to bring in the money and like how much time, um, because you could either make videos, you can do like a podcast, but then what's the timeline for these? Like what's, what's like the plan. So I think that's, it's just focusing on the right things and like just sticking to those and knowing, and you got to know why you're doing it. Not just because I said so, or just because you like somebody, like it's a good idea because then you won't stick to it if you don't know why you're right. doing it. Um, so that's what I would say. I mean, my, see, that's something that I'm struggling with because what I love, what I love to do is I like to. Like think of like I'm a. I like to tell stories. That's like my biggest thing. I like creating stories, I like writing stories, but also more importantly, I like meeting dope people who have beautiful stories, aka you or anybody else. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I love this podcast because then I can hear different sides of everybody that lives in this world. Hopefully, um, but the, when it does come to the money thing, and because I'm so fucking scatterbrained. 
I'm, the way that I make money right now is like I'm, I'm a consultant. But many of the days that I'm helping someone else, I don't feel like fulfilled, if that makes sense. Like with your consulting? Yeah. Like, yeah, I get a paycheck. I mean, that's so like ungrateful to say. And I'm always thinking about like, oh, the next client. I have to always like hustle for the next client. Like, oh my God, I need I need a client or I'm going to be starving in, today's January. So I'm already looking at like my March because I know that my expenses and everything, I'm like, fuck, okay, I need a client or a project by the middle of February or like I'm fucking going to be like on edge in March, right? So how do, like, how do I balance between, okay, I need to make money, so the consultant, but I definitely need, but I, I, to survive, I would love to just continue, you know, the, the, the storytelling side, the content things. Ooh, uh, so how's the content things, how are they going to start making money, the content things? Oh, see, then I see that's something that I don't think about. <laughs> so then what's, then what's the point? Then you're just going to be consulting because you have to make money, so keep doing that. But then if you have no goals of money with your content thing, then then you'll always be like this. Well, the content thing is like hopefully I get views out of it. Okay, so how many so, subscribers do you need to get those views? Or like the the views and then... The, well, like how many views do you need to make money? And then how many subscribers do you need? And then how many videos do you need? Like, let's just track back, you know, this, how much I need to make. So I need to make this many views. So I need to make this many videos and the videos right now that I make aren't getting this many views. So I need to change it. Like, it's just scaling, like scaling it back and then figuring out. like Yeah. But if you never, doable. but if you never think about, okay, how much money do I need to make by what time? Then like, then you're just going to continue doing your random things like you're doing and then always be like, I'm not making money right now because you haven't analyzed it with a, like a factual business perspective. Hmm. Okay. That's, that's real. I mean, uh, yeah, I do do a lot of random things. Yeah. Like a lot, like, well, I mean, consulting and then this podcast and then sometimes YouTube, but you know, like it's, it's the same as if with our comedy skits team, if we just decided, okay, you know what? Um, let's just make like new videos. Like let's just make challenge videos and then they're going to get 50,000 views. Now, if we were to do that and we see 50,000 views, we're like, hold up, weird. Let's get rid of this. Let's try something new because it's not sustainable. But if we never have that, okay, we need to make, be making this much money or get this many views, then yeah, let's just do a challenge this week and the next week we'll do like a vlog just because it's fun. That's That's kind of what you're doing. Okay. But we're like, no, that is absolutely not working. That's not meeting our standards to be able to grow in our company and hit our goals. So we got to change. So I got to start like looking at my content and thinking, is this making me money or hitting those goals? And if not, then either I change it and I pivot it or make it better. Yeah, exactly. It's all about finding the formula. Right now, I will say that I love podcasting. It's like my favorite thing. And it's right. also sustainable as in I just record. And then, of course, like the hardest part is like kind of like syncing everything together and then editing clips. So that's sustainable. What, what, is, what do you mean sustainable? Sustainable as in like time-wise. Because like a YouTube video shooting that alone and everything, what, what I'm doing is right. like takes forever for me to like edit like one fucking 10-minute video. And you know that. And for... As I tell my own clients, like, if you want success on YouTube, you have to be, like, consistent. I mean, you know social media, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Okay. Like the podcast, I can be definitely like consistent with business. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, then you got to think like, how's it going to make money, and like make sure you're working towards that, because because now it's just a hobby, and it can stay a hobby if you want to. No, then, I want to make money off of the, off of this because okay, I don't well, want to be thinking about anything else. Then you got to you got to start thinking about the money and the views and ways to do that. You know, work with brands or whatever. Just one of my favorite things that you've told me to do was like put highlights. Yeah, I think I mean just. It's not that hard. Just look at what other successful podcasts are doing. Um, even Logan Paul, for example, impulsive. And then he just takes highlights and then he posts them. And then or Joe Rogan. Right. You know, and, and you know, there's even other channels posting it, like, like his, his highlights and they, and they show it works. Like we had other YouTube channels post our skits and one channel had 90,000 subscribers. Really? It was called Markian, Markian Smile Squad. And so the people thought it was the real channel. And then if anything, it was a great way to show that uh, it works. So now we start posting our videos on YouTube and we've been growing. So yeah, take highlights because that's what people are going to watch. You know the game on YouTube is title and thumbnail, you know, click-through rate, average view duration. So uh, strategize your your content and clips, th- you know, through that. And I, I think that's a good strategy that successful uh, podcasts are, are doing. Do I need to have like um, an own separate uh, YouTube clip channel or do you think it, I can combine everything in one? Like a like an episode I mean, and then have clips. Like, what would you suggest? I mean, I would I would make sure that your channel is like concentrated, like into one style of content. I mean, don't post random a challenge and then a podcast and then a vlog, whatever. Like, people will get confused and they won't know what it's for. So, either you have like one podcast channel that just posts podcasts, and then sure you can talk about your life. You know, or you can make other videos about your life, which is fine too, because it's not too different, right? No, I meant like the clips of the YouTube channel of the of the podcast and. Yeah. The full clips, I can have that oh, on I mean, all yeah, one channel. You can have that on one channel because they're both about podcasts. So. And then I'll just have like a little thumbnail that says clips or something. Right, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, 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 I mean, as I'm learning more and more, my biggest weakness is the fact that I am all over the place. But I don't want, I don't want my content to be like a hobby. Does that make sense? The copy, the co- right. You know, the, the YouTube stuff or the fucking um, videos that I'm doing. I want that, like, my whole goal at the end of the day is to hopefully become a full-fledged, like, storyteller in, in creating my own show. Yeah, I think, I think personally, when you know your weakness for you, I think what will give you most structure is having someone else. Meaning either it's like, because you, you know, you said that you like structure, so you like when someone tells you, okay, like, you have to come here for your shoot or whatever. Yeah, that's why I fucking love that. Yeah, so you should have something like that, whether it's, someone that you find and you like guys like p- collaborate as partners or eventually when you grow and you can, let's say hire someone to literally just be that person, or, like be a business partner or whatever, or like a, a business manager or whatever, or you go to a studio and say, who does podcasts and pitch your podcast and then they'll tell you what to do. So I think knowing that that's what your weakness is. And, and there's there some ideas to combat it. God, that's so smart. Yeah. That's something that I'll probably have to do because I like, I have all these fucking ideas, but every time I work, at least with a, with a company, at least they're like, this is yeah. what I need. And so, I can be like, oh, I can deliver that. That's easy. Okay, right. that makes sense. So uh, that's just the last part. I wanted to, to I mean, talk about that for a bit. Hopefully that was okay. Yeah. I appreciate it. Like, I appreciate it a lot because, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't want to say I fucking suck, but sometimes, Jonathan, sometimes. Yeah, you just, you just need someone, so. Um. The the last thing that I that I wanted to to bring up in my little notes is um, when it comes to like publishing your own thing, 
Mm-hmm. Do you ever get like scared to click that publish button? Like, does your thumb ever like hover over the goddamn post button before you do it? And then when you click on it, do you have like any not like yeah like a routine like a superstitious or anything like routine after you <laughs> press it like you put it in your pocket right away or um no we're maybe before but we're we're way beyond that like now we like probably post five videos a, a day between facebook youtube instagram twitter whatever um i'm not personally publishing them it's project manager kevin we also have a virtual assistant who's like doing tiktok and instagram or instagram our smiles gets instagram and then twitter so yeah, and and we're just we we know we are consistent, so it's not it's not like we're posting like I'm by myself and I'm posting once a month and I don't know if it's gonna do well because last month it did bad but right. the previous so when you're posting that many that quantity uh, and you know and it's been proven that they are consistent, um, yeah we don't get that feeling any like of fear anymore but we all but we are like always uh, uh, like ex- waiting to see whether it does really well or not like okay. is it gonna be like a 10 million viewed plus video or is it just gonna be like Three million, so there is always that excitement for that. Ah, it's ten million. Yeah. Um, what is the one thing that you want to uh, to leave with when it comes to the people that are listening? Hmm. Like, what's that one thing that you hope people get away from this entire podcast episode? I think understanding the value of giving without expecting to receive. I think it's so powerful, uh, even as a currency. Mm, like as a way, like let's say, and I've I've heard Gary V say this. Let's say you wanted a job um, at Gary V's Vayner Media company. Um, you could you know either apply for a job. You could like uh, send an email or, or what, there's a bunch of ways to do it. But that's just it's just very regular. It's very like transactional and like you pro- there's probably not a huge chance. However, if you go up to to his company or even any just like smart entrepreneur or person that you admire and you offer to work for free, then not only is that like, like interesting for them cause it's, it's free like work, but also you're going to, they'll probably, they might accept you and you're going to learn so much from that. And sure you, you'll work for free for a couple months and not make money from that. But the, the value and the opportunities that you're going to get because you're willing to like give, mm-hmm. um, is powerful. And you, and you, and I, I think a lot of people have been hired by him, like by doing like a free like trial or something. Yeah. Wow, I love that. Yeah, especially especially with me. Like if if a if a creator came up to me or a writer came up to me and said, "Hey, Mark, I love your videos, and I just want to like send you ideas," I'll be like, "Yeah, sure." But now if a writer says, "Hey, Mark, like I love your videos, I want to like join your team, and I hope to be making this much salary," then it's just not not interesting because I don't need that. Right. But I would I would totally be open to to getting free ideas and then. And then be if you op- like them, then exactly, maybe and be open them. to to exact to being pleasantly surprised and be like, "Wow, actually, you know what? I do like this, and there's probably a spot on the team for you." So yeah, giving like giving without uh, expecting to receive. I love that. That's a that's a really good motto. Yeah, you guys do that. <laughs> Fucking goddamn, do that. Yeah. Um. That's it, uh, Markian. Where can people find you? Just Markian on on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube or wherever. M-A-R-K-I-A-N-B, right? Yeah, that's the, that's the handles. Yes. Follow him, motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> you know what? Actually, I'm going to probably edit that out. So follow him, people. Um, <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, Markian. Remember, everyone, you can look at the highlights at Spildof uh, on Instagram and uh, follow me on Instagram at Jonathan. Thank you so much, Markian. All right. See you guys later. Bye. Did you like that? I like that. Yeah. That's better.
A lot better. Yeah, very open. Because it, it's it, there's depth, you know. Yeah, that's why that was the goal of it. Yeah, that's how it should be. It's just 